This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, it's Pastor Taylor, and welcome to the Life in FM podcast. We're continuing our series, Who God Says You Are, by taking a deep dive into the book of Ephesians. This week, we're on chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, and that's where we'll begin. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he was given to those who he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of the honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. We jump into our message from this week. This is Life in FM. John Acuff, in his new book called Soundtracks, says this, One of the greatest mistakes you can make in life is assuming that all your thoughts are true. I'll say it again so it can sink in. One of the greatest mistakes you can make in life is assuming all your thoughts are true. So I'm wondering, what soundtrack do you play in your head? I know that we all have songs that can bring us back to different times and places, but I'm wondering about phrases. What are the words that you have on repeat in your head? Psychologists have found that the messages that we often tell ourselves tend to be more negative if we're left to our own devices. And we assume that because a thought has popped into our head that it's true. But why do we think that? I know it's easy to beat ourselves up if we say the wrong thing. I know if I'm in a situation where I meet somebody new and Maybe I say something awkward, or I'm in a meeting and I don't say something, or I'm with some new acquaintances and something comes out not as I was hoping, and the first thought that pops into my head is, ugh, what is wrong with me? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? I'm clueless. I'm incompetent. We don't often say things like this, I did the best that I could. It's okay to be in new situations. It's okay to be awkward. I've learned what didn't work so that next time I can do things differently. We don't speak constructively to ourselves unless we focus on it, unless we are intentional about speaking constructively. What if our self-talk, the inner soundtrack we have, was different? What if we said things like this? I want you to repeat after me out loud, okay? I am competent. I know my strengths and limits. I am not afraid of challenges. I am not alone. God is with me. 
I think many of us go through life with a soundtrack that tends to be negative, and then we have a distorted identity. And most often, our identity can be shaped by these soundtracks of shame, of negativity that we carry with us. And sometimes it comes out sideways as narcissism or grandiosity. But both shame and narcissism are distortions of our true identity. And those things shouldn't be our soundtrack. We cross paths every day with people whose inner soundtrack says, I'm inferior, I'm incapable, I don't deserve respect. And maybe you feel that way sometimes too. And you have no idea that there's a whole army of other people who feel that way as well. And then culture and social media and the algorithms that control what we see don't help us out because we're constantly bombarded with messages and images of how we don't measure up and we need more. There's always a social influencer out there who is smarter and better looking and thinner and more successful and has figured out more life hacks than you have. Or our identity can be distorted in other ways towards um, narcissism. And that soundtrack goes like this. I deserve whatever I want. I am better than everyone else. People exist to serve me. How dare someone tell me no to what I want? People who have this soundtrack feel shame too, but their shame gets pushed outwards towards other people. And everything is other people's fault, never my fault, and everyone owes me. Our soundtracks get shaped by our life experiences. Sometimes it's shaped by the mistakes we've made and that we have to live with. Other times it's shaped by what's happened to us or what people have told us. And certain soundtracks can keep us stuck in shame. Brene Brown says that shame does not serve a healthy purpose in our lives. She says it's different than guilt because guilt can motivate us to right a wrong. Brene Brown says this about shame. Shame is the painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love or belonging. It's different than guilt, as I said, because guilt can prompt us to make amends. It can prompt us to realize we made a bad decision. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to find a way to make it right. Guilt can be motivating whereas shame can be debilitating. Guilt says, I did a bad thing. Shame says, I am a bad person. There is a huge difference there. Shame, shame keeps us stuck in a low place, or it comes out as narcissism and keeps us stuck in a place of blaming or entitlement. Neither place is a healthy place to live. Neither place is informed by who God says you are. Ephesians, this letter that we've been studying in the New Testament, gives us a new soundtrack. We've been spending a lot of time in this ancient letter written to people who lived in Ephesus shortly after the time of Jesus. The apostle Paul who wrote this letter, he cared for the people in Ephesus deeply 
And so in this part of the letter, he lets them know the things that he is praying for them. And he doesn't just say the generic, I'm praying for you. He actually told them exactly what he is praying for. He was giving them a new soundtrack to listen to. By telling them how he was talking to God on their behalf, he's hoping that these words that he share with them can transfer from the page to their hearts, that it can be something that they play in their own relationship with God as well. He prays for three specific things in this part of Ephesians, and we can also pray for these things too. First, he prays that they would know God. In Ephesians 1.17, he prays that God would give them spiritual wisdom and insight so that they may grow in their knowledge of God. He wants them to know God, because if they know God, they're better able to know themselves as God's children. The second thing he prays for is that they would know hope. In Ephesians 1.18, he prays that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened so that they might know the hope of their calling. Hope in the Christian sense means looking forward to God's promises and knowing that they will happen. It is anticipation of what we already know to be true. And if you know that God has a hopeful story for you, then your soundtrack doesn't have to include things like, I am a failure, or on the other side, saying, I don't need anyone else, and I'm better than anyone else. When we have a hopeful soundtrack, we can know that God has a good plan for all of us. Then the third thing Paul prays for is that they would know God's power. In Ephesians 1.19, he prays that they would know the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. If you lean on God's power, you don't need to have a distorted view of yourself, either thinking that you are worthless or thinking that your power alone will save you. The middle ground in all of this is called competence. It's knowing your capabilities and your limitations and entrusting your whole self to God. The Apostle Paul wants you to know God, to know hope, and to know the power of God in your life. These things can become your soundtrack, and these things can be part of your prayer life. This message of God's power isn't a self-improvement plan. This message of knowing God and hope and God's power is a rebirth. It means that you live your life in the presence of God. You can say these things. Now, I want you to repeat after me again. I am competent. I am loved. I am claimed by God. I know my limits. God is my strength. These are the things that can become our soundtrack. These are the things that we will introduce to Hazley when she's baptized that she can live into. One of my seminary professors said to us that we should always remember our baptisms every time we're in the shower. Every time we're in the shower, we can remember, I have been claimed by God. I am in God's family. 
Yes, baptism is a one-time event that happens, but it's something that we live into the rest of our lives, that we grow into. And if we think of our baptism as something we live into our whole lives, that can help reinforce a soundtrack of hope, of living into this new birth. So my prayer for all of you is the prayer that Paul prayed for those people who lived in Ephesus a long time ago. And if you want to, you could even take a screenshot of this prayer, but I'm going to pray this prayer for you now. God, I ask you to give the listeners of this message a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they may know you better, that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened so that they might know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glorious inheritance, and your great power. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.